everyone. Thanks for tuning into our podcast, Discussing Society. Um, I'm Selena and I'm here with Ria. Uh, mm. Yeah, Ria, tell us a bit about what this podcast is all about. Um, so this podcast is aimed at raising awareness of societal stigmas. Um, so I actually run a nonprofit called Change Foundation, where we talk about stigma topics and basically want to break the taboo and the taboo um, make these topics more easy and more accessible to talk about. So um, we talk about health, you know, racism, sex, mental health, you name it. We're going to try to talk about it on our podcast. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. Yes. So tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Ria, as Selena said. Um, I am 23, uh, living in London. And here's a fun fact about myself. About two years ago, I was an extra in a TV program, which is on ITV. I'm not going to tell you which one, because you're going to go look <laughs> So I'm in the presence of uh, someone famous, basically. I am famous, yeah. Royal oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about yourself, Selena. Uh, yeah, so I am 23 years old. I was born and raised in Wolverhampton. Um, I went to Manchester Uni and I did psychology and I'm currently just looking for work, um, living the unemployed life, which is a bit rubbish, but you know, something's going to come along soon. Mm-hmm. Um, some bit more information about me. I, I started a small business creating like personalized frames, which is really fun. I love the gym. I love playing sports like badminton and table tennis. Um, I also play the piano and a fun fact about myself is that I can do the worm backwards and forwards. No, I have to see this. One day <laughs> I will see it. <laughs> One day in the club when things open, like I'll, yes. be, I'll be on the dance floor. Yes. <laughs> so in this podcast, we're going to talk to you about irritable bowel disease <laughs> and we're going to tell you what, what it is, how it affects us and tell you a bit about our personal experiences with the disease. So like Ria said, this podcast is all about reducing the stigma. And I think irritable bowel disease is a disease which isn't talked about very often. Um, and I can see why, because it is, you know, it's it can be seen as pretty embarrassing because it's all about poop and shitting. So I can understand why people don't want to talk about it. But it needs to be talked about because so many people are suffering with it and um you know, hopefully you can all share our experiences and um, feel comfortable talking about it, then it makes it less taboo. So yeah, let's increase the awareness about IBD. Let's jump straight into it, shall we? So what is irritable bowel disease? Well, it consists of two diseases called Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. In ulcerative colitis, uh, this occurs when the lining of the large intestine or colon becomes inflamed and it, small ulcers can appear on the large intestine, which rupture. And this leads to a lot of blood, mucus and pus, all the you know lovely stuff that you don't want to be seeing in your stool, basically. But as a result of all this inflammation, uh, we have to use the toilet a lot. And we have the urgency to use the toilet a lot. <laughs> I know there have been times where, you know, it strikes and I have to make a beeline towards the toilet. Otherwise, I'll shit myself. <laughs> so, yeah, not fun. But it is a chronic condition and so it's lifelong. But people don't always show the symptoms from it because we oscillate from, well, between flare-ups and remission. 
So a flare-up is when there is active inflammation in the large intestine and people experience symptoms during these times. They can last from weeks to months. But then also there are periods called remission where the inflammation is not active and people can live, you know, normal, healthy lives without experiencing negative symptoms. Uh, but everyone is different. Some people can go their whole life and only experience mild symptoms, but others may get it really bad and experience severe symptoms, which is a bit rubbish. But um, yeah, it affects about one in every 420 people. So pretty common, I think. So that's why we're talking about it today. Uh, Ria, tell us a bit more about what Crohn's disease is. The other form of IVD is Crohn's disease, and this most commonly um, affects the uh, small intestine and maybe a little bit of the large bowel. Um, so the inflammation in this um, spreads into all of the layers of the intestinal tissue. Um, fun fact about this, I don't know if it's fun, but there we go. But um, It can actually start from anywhere in your mouth all the way through to your anus, which is where your poop comes out. Um, so for people with Crohn's, um, they can actually have like ulcers and things like in their like food pipe and stuff, which I'm sure is very uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, those are the two kind of main forms of IBD, colitis and Crohn's. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. So this is another kind of disease or condition that's often confused with IBD. Um, I get a lot when I say I have IBD. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I have IBS. And I have to be like, no, no, honey, you don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not the same. We are not the same. <laughs> no, I wish I had IBS, but yeah. So IBS um, has very similar symptoms to IBD. So a lot of abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, constipation. Um, but unlike um, IBD with IBS, you won't get any inflammation or bleeding. So with IBD, we obviously have a lot of inflammation in our colon and our gut, and that shows up in blood tests and stuff. But in IBS, it doesn't do that. And obviously, because we have ulcers in our colon, when they, when they burst, we basically poop blood. So, and you don't get that with IVS. So there is, they're similar, but there is like a real difference. So like, try not to confuse them. It, it's a pet peeve of mine when people tell me I have <laughs> IVS because I do not <laughs> I have IVD. But yeah, um, I think we're going to have a little chat about kind of what the causes of IVD are, it's, like why people Yeah. Care. So um, it's, the condition is a result of the immune system overreact, over, the immune system's overreactive response. So everyone's immune system, you know, their job is to, to protect the body from germs. But sometimes, well, in our immune systems, um, we mistakenly attack the body. Um, so it's our immune system attacking, attacking itself. And that is what causes the inflammation and the tissue damage. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like a specific cause, there actually hasn't been um, a specific cause associated with IBD. Um, with a lot of things, genes play a, a part in it, um, as well as environment. And I know, I mean, I have family who also have ulcerative colitis. Um, and I think that there's about 20% of people with, with IBD have um, other family members that have it. Mm. So yeah, I feel like if you someone has it you're, in your family, you're more likely to get it. Um, again, environmental factors, stuff like bacteria, viruses, antigens that trigger your immune system, um, they can all combine together to, you know, cause IBT. But there is no kind of, oh, this 
kind of cause and effect relationship there's not one thing that causes it which is a bit frustrating yeah Um, I was about to say that it's so difficult to like have that like not know what's causing you to have this like severe disease like like I found that the most difficult thing to like kind of understand and process like it just makes it harder as well because I feel like to find a cure if there's not a a specific cause to it then it's it's harder to find a specific cure but um there are different types of ulcerative colitis. So there's proctitis, which is kind of like a mild form of colitis. You've got left-sided or right-sided colitis, which kind of affects one side of the bowel. And then you have pancolitis, which affects the whole of the colon. Um, so I have pancolitis. Um, what about you, Ria? What do you have? Um, so when I was first diagnosed, I had pancolitis, but now I just have a left-sided colitis. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, a change. So you, you can actually change between all three, like, throughout your whole lifetime of having colitis. So I didn't know oh, that until the doctors yeah. were like, oh, yeah, like, pancolitis no more. And I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So what are the symptoms that we, um, we experience? So, uh, obviously, we've discussed. We poop a lot. So we get a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> um, you know, that urgency to always go to the toilet. We get a lot of abdominal pain, um, constantly tired. We actually weirdly also get constipation as well. So in one day you can have diarrhea and the next minute constipation. Like um, We do get a lot of nausea. And because of all this diarrhea and stuff, we do lose like quite a lot of weight, like significant amount in a short space of time. Uh, a lot of us are anemic or have loads of deficiencies and everything. I certainly do. Um some other like kind of symptoms that you wouldn't think are linked to your bowel so a lot of people can get like skin rashes mouth sores or ulcers a lot of joint pain um maybe like red painful eyes itches i've actually seen like really severe like they can get like ulcers inside your eyes like i think they call them styes like they look really painful um but yeah and the most extreme kind of i'd say is you can get like liver disease and even like gallbladder disease and all that kind of thing so if it's not taken care of obviously it can be horrific what's the word yeah Yeah. what kind of symptoms do you get like would you say is your worst um so for me um symptoms that I kind of get is um a lot of pain um of course I have to it's diarrhea constipation quite a lot um I'm going to the toilet in my flare-up around like 10 times a day or after I eat anything but yeah the abdominal pain you know before I empty my bowels during and after it's really uncomfortable uh, a lot of knee pain and joint pain so um yeah it's it's really frustrating actually because uh you know I'm I like going to the gym I like working out and at the moment I can't get the gains because uh whenever I'm squatting with heavy weights my knees are just done out so it's a bit annoying but um I think exhaustion fatigue that's a given you know um I wake up a lot of days and I'm just I can't I'm just exhausted because I've lost all my nutrients lost a lot of blood and I can you know I just have to kind of crawl out of bed but yeah they're the kind of main symptoms oh also I've noticed recently that um my sleep is getting disrupted a lot because when I turn onto my side it like I have to go to the toilet um if anyone else who suffers from this has this problem let me know because I think it's kind of a weird one I don't usually sleep on my back but I have to now because as soon as I sleep on or turn to my side I just have to get up and go to the toilet during the night. It's really annoying. I just want to sleep in my fetus position, but I can't. But apart from that, I don't, I'm kind of lucky. I don't get like nausea. I haven't had like weight loss. Um, but 
guys. It's the I do get the diarrhea and the constipation. <laughs> uh, I feel like I get the other side. I get the the joint pain, the mouth sores, the painful oh, eyes. Like I get all that. Like oh, yeah, so. That's so shit. Literally shit. <laughs> it is. It's shit. <laughs> So we're going to go on to talk a bit about the types of medication and treatment out there for ulcerative colitis. There isn't a cure, unfortunately. So we are just given medication to take and manage our symptoms. But there are a lot of different medications out there. So you've got tablets, you've got um, biologics, which are like injection nons, um, intravenous drugs where you have to go into hospital and then it's administered through a drip. I've had like a rectal foam, which is a canister full of foam which you shove up you know you shove up yourself and I'll leave it there but there are a lot of medications out there but unfortunately people tend to develop immunity to the medication and then they have to move on to the next one and that might not work either and so you can really go through a series of you know going through the different medications which is which is really rubbish the last resort is surgery so um, some people can have a stoma um, which is uh, which is where your your colon is kind of exposed out of the body, and people get um, a, a bag put um, attached to them. It's, it's it's basically attached to you, and you just yeah, yeah you basically shit in a bag, basically. Um, which is yeah something that I've been told that I might potentially have to have. I'll get yeah. into that later. But um, you know, some people live really healthy lives and they don't mind having the stoma, which you know is great. But it's something that I want to try and avoid. Yeah, because there's a lot of stigma attached to like having a poop bag, essentially. Yeah. Like people do look at you differently, like regardless. So. But I mean, there is nothing wrong with it. And if anything, like people who have it, like I know some people that have it and they, they like, they rock it, you know, they kind of. Yeah, own it. Exactly. And I think that's so great. And that's exactly what this whole podcast is about. We're trying to reduce the stigma. So, um, yeah, keep on owning it, you know? <laughs> love it um so for me like to help my symptoms I've like kind of like changed my diet as well so oh, yeah big part big part big part so initially when I was trying to figure out okay how can I like control my symptoms with food I used a food diary I think you use one too Selena right oh yeah it's <laughs> the dreaded it's so food annoying. diary <laughs> you have to write something down like how much food was produced how <laughs> what did your poop look like it's so and, gross like, how much pain oh. were you in it's so annoying yeah but but definitely helped me though like kind of figure out okay these are my trigger foods like you know if I'm having a really good kind of day maybe I can have that food in like you know small quantities but like it definitely helped me like so for me like it's like no dairy no chili so I have oh yeah like that's my main triggers but like what kind of things no the same thing for me like um I think a lot of sugary foods I had to cut out dairy I had to cut out um yeah like like you said spice which is such a shame and like onions garlic so um that's the biggest thing it's the worst and we're both indian right so like for us like spicy food is the one like onions garlic that's that's indian food it's at the base (laughs) of every indian dish literally Um, and i know my like my mom has had to make separate dishes without onion and garlic and honestly it just tastes like trash not gonna lie You're not using no your mum's cooking, are you? No, I know, but there's just the onion and garlic in it. It just ruins everything. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many different diets. So people, other fellow ulcerative colitis people, um, I know that they've there's like a FODMAP diet, gluten-free diet, um, anti-inflammatory diets. And like, there's so many different diets people can try. And mm. 
I mean, I have tried them probably for not long enough. Um, I get really impatient um, yeah. trying something. And if it's not working within the first two weeks, I'm like, right, it's not working at all. Um, but I, I think that's, for me, one of the most frustrating things about having osteocolitis is like, I, you just can't eat the same way. And, yeah, and you there's know, no it's, like it's, quick fix as well. There's like, no, I've, exactly. Just, like, we just, we crave the carbonara, don't we? The carbonara. That is like my like trigger dish because it's like cream, bacon, like everything. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such a it's such a shame we can't have the we can't indulge in the foods that we really like. And yeah. you know, you just get those you just get that craving for something. We just tough. can't satisfy that craving because we can't have it. Because we're gonna shit. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, like, literally. Literally. Like, I got done over by like, a Percy pig when I had like I was uh, during a really bad flare-up quite recently and I was uh, I was just like fuck it I need to eat something that I like and I there was Percy pig on the table and I had one and boy was I sorry for having that Percy pig I know like a lot of people like with these things as well try like meditation yoga and stuff like that like for me like mm it's hit and miss for me like I've tried like oh, okay. you know, all the apps like headspace and stuff like that yeah I just I don't know I feel like I don't probably give it enough time to work because again quick fix I just want it to be like okay oh, now. so like, yeah I'm it's, the same it's like really tough but like I feel like for me like having a good support system is what got me through having colitis like yes yeah, so important like, exactly like having a really supportive parent and like family and like good friends and also like all the people online like facebook groups who are all like yeah i shit too let's talk about yes. it like, <laughs> you know, like it was really helpful like kind of made you feel normal because like exactly everyone's going through the same kind of thing yeah. and you don't feel embarrassed talking about it exactly um which is yeah it's really good i think yeah i i agree i know i've done a lot of research and meditation yoga and like those are different types of just um different like breathing exercises you can yeah. do that supposedly like been really helpful towards colitis I've tried it um for me again like I, I probably don't give it enough time and it's probably something I should really yeah. um look into and invest my time into but maybe in the future um and yeah it's uh because stress is such a huge part of it again I think mm-hmm. diet and stress are the biggest um, influence on, on symptoms have the it biggest is, influence but it's on symptoms. hard every day to be constantly like working on it if that makes sense like some days yes. I just I just want to be real I don't want to be real with colitis I just want to be real not thinking about food or oh my god I'm stress management oh my god I need to journal I need to like do yoga like tell me about it <laughs> have you tried any like any herbal remedies because um, oh. I don't know my mom my mom's like turmeric like, you know how Indian oh, people yeah. are, turmeric, turmeric is everything, everything. <laughs> you know, turmeric milk, like, you know, you've got a headache, has some turmeric, you know, <laughs> uh, stomach problems, but uh, but turmeric actually has um, anti-inflammatory properties, so. Yeah, it does, it probably it does is, help a little bit, maybe, like. I've actually been having turmeric tea every day for the past four months. Does it um, help? Well, I don't know, because I, I'm in a flare-up currently, but who's to say, without turmeric tea, it could have been worse. This is true. There's I mean, exactly. It's, it's so difficult to say, but it tastes nice and I'm sure it, it's probably doing some good. I actually um, tried. Oh, this is a way, like, when I was, like, so at school, there was a seaweed, all right, with iodine in it or iodine. I don't remember exactly. And apparently it had, like, healing properties for the gut. Oh. So it was my grandma's sister who gave it to me and she made, it was, it was the most disgusting thing. It was this, like, raw jelly seaweed that you'd eat. Oh, wow. And, like, apparently it's supposed to heal your gut and, like, obviously, like, it didn't work. But, like, 
it was no there's so i've had some like odd cures i've had people come up to me like drink onion juice it'll fix you oh my god like no i'm not gonna drink the juice of onions <laughs> I, but like you mentioned curing people and they have like i have read cases where people have actually well they've claimed to have cured their colitis doing like a specific diet or something yeah um, or doing a meditation i might ask no i think like i said it varies from person to person but i think but you have if to that's remember, for you, like you can reduce your symptoms to so much that you basically have no colitis but you will always have colitis because it's quite, yeah that's a very good point you know you could well, you could be fine for so many years and you accidentally eat a piece of cheese or something triggers you and that's it down. like do you know what i mean like i hate no, I the word eat. like i cured my colitis i'm like no you didn't you just made your symptoms so like reduced <laughs> that you don't you feel like you don't have it like you have not cured colitis because <laughs> you'd be making millions if you had cured colitis like that's a very good point like, there is no cure yeah so i think that's like an important <sighs> thing to remember but yeah so selena tell me when were you diagnosed? Tell me about your journey with ulcerative colitis. Ah, the journey. what a journey it's been <laughs> <laughs> the past year. Um, so I was diagnosed with colitis last January. Um, and I was right before I was going on holiday with my friends. And, you know, I, I actually not experienced many symptoms up until this point. I only had uh, the main symptom for me was I'd had constipation in the evening all the time. And then diarrhea in the morning, it just like go to the toilet. It was just a a huge mess <laughs> um a little bit of pain and then I started to notice a bit of blood yeah. had a colonoscopy um which is fun so a colonoscopy is where they insert a camera into your arsehole which is always enjoyable <laughs> I'm kidding um well unless you had a fit doctor like me who did it oh you're lucky made it <laughs> made it better I guess um <laughs> still yeah uh after the colonoscopy they yeah they kind of said okay they showed me on the screen all my ulcers in my in my colon and I was like okay that looks gross um but then yeah at this point I was still like oh like it's fine I'm not experiencing many symptoms it can't be that bad until they handed me the whole booklet which was like so you have Crohn's that you you have ulcerative colitis um and then I was like okay wow that's uh this must be kind of a big deal um yeah, and then they handed me a bunch of medication and steroids, and I was a bit like, "Whoa, hold on." Yeah, that's when you realise shit is real. Like, yeah, exactly. You're like, "Shit!" Like, I've actually got to live with this for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was diagnosed. Like I said, I was fine. I was put on medication, but then the steroids at some point when I was getting to my my lower, um, mm-hmm. when I got to like a lower dosage, I started to get the symptoms quite badly. Um, and it was during lockdown, um, so it was fine. I couldn't really go out anyway, but there was this one instance where like it was getting so bad I was thrown up the pain was unbearable like I was on the toilet screaming my head off like yeah. my parents had to take me into hospital I had to go into hospital um I was literally like that's gonna sound awful but like throwing up and shitting at the same time oh no um, I've been there <laughs> oh god honestly like you just want to die it is yeah and then they quickly had to give me some anti tablets and put me on a on a on a drip kind of thing yeah um and that, that kind of, I was in hospital for a couple of days and they had to put me back on steroids again. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I gone through a cycle of having steroids and then um, medication. So the way it works is that you have to be put on a medication, which is supposed to be a long-term kind of solution. And steroids are just an initial treatment to reduce inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I've had to go on steroids. I've had to try one medication, which I got immune to, back on the steroids again. Try the second medication. I got immune to that quite quickly. 
back on the steroids again. Um, and the worst thing is with steroids is that you have a lot of side effects as well. Oh, you? So like Absolutely. moon face. Oh, like because yeah, you just want to, steroids make you so hungry. And like even if you eat healthily, exercise, no, you're just gonna get fat. You're still gonna like get yeah moon spread out face like. How did you describe it? Like the moon emoji, right? Like, like, you literally, like, I look like the moon emoji from your phone, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it really ruined your face. But um, <laughs> I guess it kind of helped with the pain, which is all right. But so where I'm at now is, that, like I said before, I'm currently in a flare-up. Um, so the past four months have been pretty, pretty bad for me. I've experienced a lot of pain in my stomach, um, going to the toilet, a lot of blood. I... Like, I don't know about you, but I have to constantly give myself a pep talk when I go on the toilet. And I'm just like, come on, Sal, you get through it. Like, just just keep Literally. trying. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it only lasts. Like, it's, it's horrible. And then, like, I end up screaming because, honestly, the pain is so bad. Um, and then I come off the toilet and then I have to just sit down and endure 30 minutes of, like, discomfort and pain where I'm just sat there. And my whole body just feels inflamed. I've got, like, ass pain. I've got stomach pain. My knees are, like just I just have to sit there and watch TikToks to make the time go faster is that people don't realize how bad this is why I get angry when people say I have IBS this is the reason (laughs) this this is the reason no I don't like yeah irritating but yeah I just but yeah so that's that's very much at the moment and what what's I so I like I said I got immune to my last medication and my doctor has said to me okay we need to now move you on to another medication but after this medication there's only one more medication left um, and then if you become immune to that, uh, you'll have to go and have a stoma. Yeah. So you so, mentioned the stoma earlier. I remember the poop bag. Yeah. So, the poop bag. Um, how do you like feel said, about like, that? Like, I'm, I'm like, if it has to happen, it has to happen. I won't be opposed to it because um, obviously it will help in the long run. But I think yeah. I want to try and avoid it um, because. Yeah. It's, it's tough it's, being a young person and then like. In, in normal circumstances and then add a poop bag to it like yeah exactly it's just like, like it's like but for me I think um I've been really lucky to have like the support network that I have so like my yeah. family like my parents have been so lovely um looking after me making me like the right foods like also changing their diet to like for me as well which is yeah. which is just lovely yeah. um because they don't need to they don't need to eat what I eat but yeah they do because it just makes it easier for all of us but um yeah like my friends like I, I'm quite an open person so I have no problem talking about it and it, it does help um just talk to my friends when I'm having a shit day when I'm feeling a yeah. bit sad and I can just say oh like it's a bit it's having a bit of a bad day but um yeah I think the Facebook groups also really help so those of you who've got colitis and Crohn's join the Facebook groups you know everyone's That's there so talking helpful. about making jokes uh, talking about their experience so really really good um completely agree. so yeah that's uh that's my experience tell us about you okay i have had colitis for a very long time in comparison to selena yeah you've had it oh god (laughs) i have had colitis for eight years this year this september so it will be eight years um so i was 15 when i was diagnosed um so i was just like losing a lot of weight quickly and like i had like dodgy bowels and everyone was saying oh food poisoning that kind of thing and because I'd like recently traveled like we'd gone to India I think and like South America so obviously their first point of call is you have food poisoning you have some sort of stomach bug so gave me every single antibiotic there was um did not work (laughs) I was still (laughs) shitting a ton like losing loads of weight quickly I was like severely anemic like I could not stay awake the whole day like 
I couldn't do a full school day like it was that bad like my fatigue um and then like I started obviously having like mucus and blood in my stool and um I actually did a really bad thing I did not tell my mom for a very long time okay so anyone listening to this especially like young people just tell someone even if you don't feel comfortable with parents someone like an adult who can help you because I think if I had told my mom sooner like I would have avoided all this pain that that came after so yeah obviously told my mom she was like oh my god you are shitting blood Ria like what the fuck why didn't you tell me went through the whole diagnosis process I have osteocolitis um I started on uh I didn't start on steroids or any kind of immunosuppressants or anything quite like kind of like not toxic to your body but yeah because I was pediatric so they didn't want to try anything too harsh because like I was still growing and stuff so I did that didn't really work um tried a high dose kind of worked then I was like in and out of hospital because I kept getting infections so like sinusitis and all the other stuff and when you tend to have another infection which is inflammation based it will trigger your colitis so that would be happening to me all the time so then (laughs) basically like I spent most of my time there like chilling at the hospital like on a drip (laughs) and then the pediatric ward like yeah I'm back but yeah and then um luckily like when I hit like 17 18 I went into like this real good phase of remission like the meds all working I had this rhythm my diet like I'd figured it all out but like it took me a good three years to get into that kind of routine of like this is what I need to do um and then I was cool all through uni until third year (laughs) third year of uni I had like a massive flare-up I was in the hospital for like a week and a half and then that's when they were like okay now we need to give you like some hardcore meds and start you on immunosuppressants tried a few I was allergic so I'm on one that works now and luckily that's put me into remission but like Selena said like if unfortunately for some reason I become immune to this one I think they have for me another four meds they can try before I would have to start um thinking about having a stoma so I'm more lucky in comparison um but yeah that's kind of like the kind of medical journey I've had I think for me colitis has affected me most emotionally and mentally um even oh, to take us through that what like how, how mentally how has it affected you um so at the time when I was 15 it put me into this deep state of like depression and anxiety um and then later on like actually like PTSD like I was actually traumatized oh from having this disease at such a young age because I, I didn't know how to process it because I was too young I didn't know how to understand that I would have a lifelong condition so it was really tough and like I, obviously I went to like therapy I did CBT um did like quite like art therapy a lot a lot of things did like any that. of them work yeah they gave me like tools to deal with it but um I wouldn't say it's like I'm fixed like I still struggle with my mental health now to this day like for sure like um especially like the depression of it's not even just having colitis I think it's just like the judgment that comes with it like I've accepted I have colitis like I'm all fine mm-hmm. with that like if you go on change foundation page like I will happily post a picture of like my stretch marks from bloating and like yeah I'm like size eight today <laughs> size good. 14 like you know like that doesn't bother me it's a judgment that people give me and like the worry I have of people judging me like oh, yeah. especially like especially like more like romantically I'd say like I'm like like dating and stuff like that and like oh, God, yeah. you know like extended family sometimes can say things that and you're just like leave <laughs> like, me alone I can't control it I'm, I'm sorry asking. like but yeah like so I'm actually going to start another round of CBT coming up because like I definitely with lockdown like it made it worse like because I think I was alone with my thoughts more so like oh god so yeah yeah. 
So I think like a lot of people with colitis actually do suffer with depression. Like it's known because they always say like your gut health affects your mind. Like it's like this thing they say so, which I think is true. Like, um, but yeah. So like for me, like eating healthy and stuff helps more. So when I eat sugary foods and fast food, I can tell a difference in how I'm feeling mm. emotionally, which is like quite interesting. If you think about it, like how it can affect you like that. But yeah, like like Selena said, for her, it's more like abdominal pain and things like that that affect her. For me, it's definitely like mental health. But um, but that's yeah. so important. Like mental health is so yeah to anyone else out there who's also having like problems with this like if you like look into talking therapy and stuff like that I think you should yeah like obviously it's so hard to accept like okay like I have a problem but like it took me ages I don't think like I'm perfect like yeah I fixed it all took me eight years okay like (laughs) eight years (laughs) and I'm still like struggling so like it's it's one of those things it's like a constant battle like a cycle like here's what it is that's another stigma that we hopefully will be talking about in another podcast, I think. So yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, Um, I hope you've enjoyed this kind of brief overview of living with IBD, what IBD is. Um, we will talk about it in future kind of podcasts. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about what it's like, you know, dating and IBD, because I know that's like for a lot of people, like they're quite, like we uh, yeah. say we are quite embarrassed about it, um, which is fair enough, like, when you're like dating or talking to someone you've got to mention mm. yeah I've got problems with shitting um, yeah you're, you're just worried yeah. that they're going to be put off by it but um yeah hopefully we're going to talk about our experiences and let you let you tell you all the funny stories oh, um, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of funny stories coming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh thank you for listening to our first podcast um we hope you've enjoyed it um give us a follow on our change foundation social medias um yeah and we'll catch us next week for your next dose of society oh.